Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of the Pleasure Zone, Pleasure Diva, and Body Whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone. You're so crazy. You chose to come on and listen to this tonight, and I love you because this title, Weird Wild Willies, it's not about the Wild West. And it's not about my friend named Bill or William. No, it's about penises, folks. Penises, but we're going to call them willies because it's fun. Weird willies, wacky willies, whack your willies, whatever you feel like doing. Because it's all about your willies, guys and gals who might still have willies. If you're transgender, cool. Gals with willies. That's a whole other show. Transgender gals. Um, so tonight, what had me choose this topic, right? Why would you want to talk about strange and unusual penises? Well, why not, right? Because we talk about loveless, sexy, sensual penises all the time. And the funny thing is when you Google search uh, penile anomalies, penile deformities, it's great. Like there's a list, there's names for specific uh, abnormalities. If you if you um, Google search something like weird penises, you get things like bread sculpted like a penis, a cactus in the shape of a penis, um, people with uh, deformities on their body that look like penises, and uh, animal penises, and penis um, like uh, reconstructive surgery. Now, those are all the things you get under weird penises. Now, if you type in wonderful penises, and maybe these are just all my cookies that show this because I you know, do sex searches all the time, but my cookies are showing that uh, if I type in wonderful penis, it has all things to do with the size of the penis. What makes a penis wonderful is apparently the size in this reality. And what makes it wacky is the shape and the um, anomalies and the angles and the funk or the not funk about it, uh, things growing on it. Those are all things that make it really... The strength is all about the wonder of the penis. So, you know, thank you, Christine. Yeah, those, those are wonderful things. Strong penises that are weightlift. There are weightlifting penises out there. Um, there was a documentary on uh, Netflix, and I don't know if it still is, and I think it was called The Size Matter. Um, and, and I did a show by the same title, and I think it was inspired by that. Um, but on that show... The guy actually traveled around because he had what he thought was a very weird willy. And his very weird willy uh, was about three inches, which for a North American willy is considered substandard, sub, sub-sized. And uh, not sub-sized like as in a submarine, but undersized, under the water size. So his penis was three inches, which... Um, in China is considered an average size penis. So an average size penis in China is two to four and a half inches. And in North America, it's like five and a half to eight. 
um anything and 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 you know um people of african american descent people you know we're saying people who are uh what's what's the terminology that's politically correct we'll just go with people, men who are black tend to have bigger penises that is what research there was a guy i think he was at the university of western ontario actually did an entire study on penis size related to brain capacity and such it was hilarious i think he got kicked out as a professor this was years ago this was when i was in university anyway so um so yes apparently african american penises are much bigger their average is more like in the 7 to like 9 inch range so um different different sizes different cultures and i mean that's just like an average right so um how i don't know who says this because a lot of guys sitting around at a table will probably go oh yeah the average penis is like 10 inches cuz that's what mine is and uh, they just wish um so the truth is they're probably 6 to 8 inches which is completely uh standard penis and that would be considered a wonderful willy so if you're sub wonderful in your world and you're thinking oh my god my penis is so not perfect it needs to be bigger harder stronger faster not faster slower harder faster slower you know if you're judging that poop out of your penis which is hard to get poop out of your penis by the way unless there's some kind of backlog damage something going on in your intestines where there's like a rip or a tear it's like kind of overflow and then you've got some kind of other rip going on and your urethra and it's kind of flooding like that's a disaster waiting to happen if you are pooping out of your penis go to the doctor like now stop listening just go to the doctor um because that's just weird that is weird so do not, if you have poop coming out of your penis, keep listening to this show. Excellent. So if you don't have poop coming out of your penis, you can stay on and keep listening. And if you don't have a penis and you just want to hear about weird penises, keep on listening. So substandard penises. Those are terrible, awful, so, so wrong and so weird. And I want to see no substandard penis. I don't want to see no three-inch small penis. Well, Really? They're kind of interesting. So, truth is, small penises are just as interesting as big penises. Why? Because I love bodies. Why? Why? The answer to any whys about bodies for me is why? Because I love bodies. That's why. Substandard, abnormally large, strange anomalies, elephantitis of the testicle. I'm in. I want to see it. I want to see all of it. Why? Because I'm penis friendly. That's right. As my friend Keith Clark says, we are penis friendly here at ICN. Absolutely we are. We are we're not shy about the penis and we are not shy about looking at them. Any size, doesn't matter. We are in. And yes, I have to have an accent for this. They are inspiring me. Um and, and willies, you know. My some of my favorite willies have been average size willies that are that, you know, within the six to eight inch range and they do a fine job. And they have you know, they have a nice girth about them, they have a nice stamina about them they have a nice like erection about them like they're they're just really lovely now that's my opinion of a normal a normal fun playful penis so um and would i like to see some different penises yes i have never actually seen penises with huge anomalies in them um or even medium-sized anomalies like there are some pretty interesting penises out there and um for example there there is uh there is one I just want to find the proper name for this. Um, there's a penis 
issue that can, oh, Pyronie's disease, that's what it's called. Pyronie's disease is a penile condition that develops when there's scar tissue. So say, for example, if a guy as a kid is riding a bike and, you know, he falls off and his penis hits that bar, that bar on the bike, and, you know, he's doing what normal little boys would do, be like, ah, do the scream of a lifetime. And everybody's like, oh, it's just your nuts, man. Don't worry about it. You're just going to get over it. It's your nuts. Well, maybe not. Like, he could actually have scar tissue in there. Now, the beauty of scar tissue is it can actually really be um, treated really well with something called, <laughs> and all the people out there who are listening that do this work are probably going to just, like, shudder. <laughs> but... um for all of you who who do oh why can't I remember the name of this? Um, it is a tissue in the body, and I will remember this in a minute. Uh, this is what you get for not making notes. <laughs> and uh, it is myofascial. So the fascia fascia is everywhere in your body. Fascia is in your bones. It's in your you know m- between your muscles. It's in your organs. It's everywhere. Fascia is amazing, and it can hold on to a lot of tension and stress, and actually a lot of memory. Um, it, it, it can hold on to scar tissue, and when you start to move uh, the fascia and do like myofascial release, you can actually heal scar tissue. So, guys out there with Peyronie's disease, if you can find a willing and able myofascial um, practitioner or a fascial somebody who works with the fascia, you might consider having them work on the fascia of your penis. Because what actually happens is the scar there is scar tissue, and that scar tissue does form throughout the fascia, so it is something that can be cleared. They call it plaque um, and it forms inside the penis and then causes the erections to be curved and quite painful. Um, I do have a friend who ha- has uh you know he he has admitted that he has this. I haven't seen it. Um, and when I ever do see him in person, he's agreed to to let me see the erection of the penis with uh, the angle. And uh, and I asked him, I'm like, is it painful? He said that it isn't because he's had it since he was so little. He doesn't actually know the difference. Um, and again, because I have some talent in the fascial area, I may work on that for him just because, you know, we're buddies and, and I'm willing to, if he would like to have it straightened. He might actually be listening. And if he is, I will straighten that out for you, um, my friend, and I'll do some fascial work on there. <laughs> but when it is painful, uh, and it can be a quite significant angle, like those angles can be like 45-degree angles. So you can imagine um, guys trying to have uh, sex. He's trying to copulate and... And it can be really, really um, tricky, right? So uh, somebody in the chat room has actually seen one of these. I haven't seen the 45-degree the angle penis, but if you want to see them, look up Peyronie's disease on Google. You can actually see pictures of it. Um, some of them look excruciating. The angle is so, so extreme. So can... Is it? Yes, thank you. Yes, I can do anything with bodies, and I'm willing to to work with that and see what else is possible with that. If you have scar tissue, let me know. I'm interested. I'm just really curious what I could create with somebody with Peyronie's disease and see if it is possible to um, to release some of the plaque and scar tissue. So I'm in. If you have a penis that has Peyronie's, let me know. I'm just curious, and I would like to test that out. So. 
The signs and symptoms of Peyronie's disease include scar tissue that can be felt under the skin of the penis, right? So if you are doing like, say if you're masturbating um, as a dude or a woman and you're, you're masturbating this guy or a guy, you're masturbating the other guy, whoever's masturbating the penis that has the scar tissue, you will actually be able to feel the scar tissue. So um, what does it feel like? Usually scar tissue feels a little bit hard. Um, harder than the other areas. So even though the penis might be hard, it'll have a significantly different texture to it, um, which can be interesting, right? And if the sex isn't painful, it might actually create something interesting for um, for intercourse because it'll add maybe a little texture to it as well. Um, you never know. It could be a bonus, right? So um, <clears throat> the, the thing is, with that too, sometimes it'll actually shorten the penis a bit too. So, what what can a guy do about this? So, it if, if it isn't painful, it's not really necessary to have anything done. But and sometimes it actually goes away without treatment. But if you do have pain or a really significant curve in your penis that causes problems with intercourse, you should call your doctor for sure. You can actually take medication for it or you can have the scar injected with a medication. You can even have surgery on it. So naturally I looked up what does surgery look like on a penis. And one of the surgeries that I saw was a penis that had um, had, had scar tissue had uh, damage to it. Um, it's horrifying, you know, if you don't have a, it's not for the weak stomach, that's for sure. And men out there, you you may choose not to look at that. You may be mortified. Um, but if you're curious about bodies, you won't be. It'll be more of a curiosity. Um, so, yes, if it's something you're interested in, look up um, the operation for Peyronie's disease. Uh, they do some interesting things on there for corrective surgery. So, yeah, um, usually what they'll do is they'll just see, will the medication work first? You know, if that doesn't work, then they go on to more extreme things. But, you know, what they didn't mention is myofascial release in this uh, in this article. So what I highly recommend is try that. If you can find anybody who will do some fascial release on your penis, count your lucky stars and consider yourself super, super, super uh yeah, super lucky that you found somebody who'll do, yeah, fascial and myofascial work on your penis. So I'm pretty excited about the possibilities for Peyronie's and, and what can be created. Um, you know, and I'm going to probably do a whole other show on vaginal uh, and and vulvar kind of anomalies too because I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. Like I actually have an extra long vagina. Um, it, it amazed all of my... My uh, anytime I go to the to the OBGYN or to my nurse practitioner or whatever, and I have have like tests, they're like, "Wow, you have a really long vagina. Your cervix is way up there." Yes, my cervix is up near my lungs. I have such a long vagina. If I flipped it inside out, I would have a 17-inch penis. That's how long it is. So, <laughs> um, yes, we have anomalies. We can have extra long vaginas and extra short vaginas and extra long penises and extra short penises. Um, it's kind of fun to match it up. So anyway, I'm going to go on a rant about that probably. So before I do that, we're going to head to a break. And when we come back, more about crazy, wild, awesome penises and how fun and funny are they when we come back from this break. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and I'm so grateful that you guys are listening tonight because I'm just like, I feel really grateful that people are willing to listen to anything I have to say. Um, I actually did a Facebook Live today that was like a rant for like 25 minutes, but it was so inspired. Um, so have a look, have a listen, uh, check out Facebook, my Facebook Live. That's uh, for July 31st, 2017, in case you're looking at this in like 2020 or something. July 17th, 2017, totally inspired. And by July 20, if maybe 2020, it'll be like a whole new thing. And you might be like, oh, yeah, I've been to that class that she talked about. So uh, what am I talking about? I created something crazy and amazing, co-created, um, came home today, was feeling um, a drive and a push to out-create things that I'd ever created and uh, or that I've been, ever been part of and uh, have chosen to create and to facilitate uh, some classes that are body classes that incorporate things that I took five years to learn as an apprenticeship, things that I took uh, hours and hours of classes and I'm aware that bodies on the planet are in a demand, high demand for change and ease and uh, I am in the question of what can I be, choose and create that will allow these bodies to have um, 
what it is that I'm aware that they're requiring and more. And so this, this is what I came up with is this amazing um, combination body class. And uh, not only was I so excited about this, I told my mom what I was doing. And I'm like, mom, can't follow the rules on this mitzvah anymore. Can't follow the rules on this anymore. Um, just can't follow the rules on stuff anymore. I love this work. And I love the body work, and I know that I'm living outside the box with it. And I, it was kind of like coming out of the closet with body work. And I know I'm doing it from a totally different way and totally, um, you know, certain parts of the work are are restrictive in, in what, we, what we're allowed, parts of the body we can and can't touch and stuff. And, and I'm aware sometimes a person just needs a hand on the pelvis um, or on the pubic bone to shift something. And... Um, that really wasn't um, an okie-dokie thing to do in the, the body work that I learned. So I would like to have the freedom to be able to to follow what the body awareness is, which I have been doing. I just never chose to facilitate it until um, now. And I always had the point of view that I had to to certify people, that they wanted certifications to to show what they could do. And and one of my friends came for a session today and she's like, I don't care about being certified. I just want to learn what you do. And I was like, what? You don't care about, I wonder how many other people out there don't care about being certified. They would just like to add some tools to their toolbox. So I have created that and it is showing up. Um, very soon I'll have some dates for that. It'll be like a two and a half day thing. That'll be super affordable, like three or four hundred dollars. Why? Because I get that bodies require it, and and I would like to contribute to that. And that'll be like an intro kind of class. Um, there will be further. I, there, I mean, I did do five years of study. I'm not expecting you guys to get it in twelve hours. Um, and what if you do? How's it going any better than that? So that's coming real soon, and it's so freaking yelling at me and speaking to me, and I'm so excited to offer it because. Uh, I get that bodies are just really, really desiring it. So if you're listening and you'd like a class in your area, what can we co-create? I would love to come wherever the heck you are. So bring it, universe. I'm there. I'm wherever you call me. And uh, what can we create? You know, I'll have uh, more clarity on the pricing and stuff and more clarity on a few things and it'll show up on my website probably by the end of the week at melitzajelenik.com. Yeah, I really was excited to talk about that. That's on my Facebook Live as well and you can hear about that along with my daughter saving my mom's life. Yes, she did. Okay, I'm so excited about that too because I'm so grateful they're both here and that my daughter is a rock star of freaking magnitude and the presence that she was being uh, with my mom's body is just freaking awesome that she was able to do that for her. Ah, yes, back to penises. Penises! I got distracted. Can't believe I got distracted away from penises. That was a that was a huge energy calling me in order to be distracted away from penises. And you all know that because if you've even listened to one of my shows, you know my love of penises. You know my love of the vulva too and boobies and like you know my love of bodies. So be distracted from talking about the bodies is like huge so so what other penis crazy things can we talk about well there's so many there's so many there's actually lists and there's um i'm just going to talk about a few that are more common um so one of them is called hypospadias that's h-y-p-o-s-p-a-d-i-a-s and what is that it's actually a birth defect 
um, that is part of the opening of the urethra when it develops uh, on the underside of the penis instead of on the top. So the condition can range from very severe um, where the opening forms to many times the urethral opening is near the head of the penis. So some boys are born with the opening in the middle of the shaft or the base of the penis. Can you imagine that? I didn't even know this until today, that the urethra is sometimes in boys, actually they are born with it at the middle of the shaft or at the very base of the penis. But rarely, boys can be born with the urethral opening below the scrotum. Fascinating. There are no, actually, um, claims to fame that any urethras are coming out of any boys' noses so far. Um, I looked for all strange things like that, and I didn't see any urethras coming out of noses, but I bet you somewhere in some medical information I could find that. So anything's possible, especially with Chernobyl and things like that. Anything is possible after Chernobyl. <laughs> now, there's a there's something to talk about. Anything is possible with bodies after Chernobyl. <laughs> That's funny to me. Okay, so signs and symptoms of hypospadias include an abnormal urethral opening, um, chordy, which is a downward curve of the penis, again, curves of the penises, or abnormal spraying during urination, and foreskin abnormalities that make the penis appear hooded. So, hypospadias is a relatively common problem that has pretty easy diagnosis and treatment. So, most boys who are born with this um, experience and can experience uh, normal sexual function as adults if they receive treatment. So treatment is surgical to reposition the urethral opening and in some cases to straighten the shaft of the penis as well, which is interesting to me. So I wonder what did men do when they had their urethras, um, you know, when they were born, say, in 1800s and they were not doing penis um Surgeries, right? Surgeries of that kind were just not going to happen. And they're born with a, a urethra somewhere below the scrotum, just above the scrotum at the shaft, of the, the very base of the shaft of the penis or somewhere mid-shaft of the penis. I have no idea what they did. That may be a future show on what the heck did they do with penis anomalies in the past. Um, you know, looking way back, like way, way back, I wonder if, um, you know, during the time of the harem, if those were the men who became eunuchs. It's like, well, you you can look after this and, and we're going to remove your testicles, but maybe your penis while we're at it because your penis has a hole in the wrong area. So we're just going to take it all away and you're going to be a eunuch. Don't know for sure, but you never know. Not not really sure. We're not really clear on the whole what happened uh, to the eunuchs. Maybe that's a show in itself, too. What happened to the eunuchs? Can somebody write that down for me? Because I'm wondering what happened to the eunuchs. <laughs> and, and what else? So, by the way, some of these um, things, the hypospadiasis, 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 is... Um, I didn't, I didn't, again, look that up for women, but I bet there's something going on for women that's similar. So that's hypospadiasis. And then there's epispadiasis. Epispadiasis is also a birth defect that's a urethral birth defect when it's not fully developed. So it results in the inability to pass urine from the body properly. And this is one that both boys and girls can be born with. Um, it's one thing that they mention here. And when it occurs in boys, they're normally born with a short, wide penis that is curved abnormally. Rather than the urethra opening at the tip of the penis, it may open 
on the top of the side of the penis, or it may be open all along the length of the penis. It's wild, eh? Signs of symptoms of epispadias in males include an abnormal opening in the urethra, a widening, widened pubic bone, an abnormally shaped penis or abnormally curved penis, um, reflux nephropathy, which is a backward flow of urine into the kidneys. Wow, what a, that's wild uh, to be filling your body, refilling your body with toxins that way. I think they would have to do surgery for that. Um, urinary incontinence, of course, if, if you have no control over your urethra or the muscles that would squeeze around the urethra, you would likely have incontinence. Um, and that's essentially like when it when the urethra is in a position that isn't um, able to be squeezed so that a man can, can contract that and stop the flow, then you're going to have incontinence or urinary problems, of course, and infections that go along with it because it's not probably being cleaned out um, the same way. So, so mild cases may require surgery, but most cases most cases of epispadias will need to be surgically corrected. Most of them, and the goals of the treatment are to maximize the function and the length of the penis and to create a more normal appearance of the penis. So guys, if you are listening and you have these things and you're like, darn, how come the doctors never looked at it? Um, you know, go to your doctor and find out if surgery is still possible as an adult. If you've noticed it in small children, so you're changing a diaper and you're like, whoa, um, you know, if a woman has only ever seen one penis in her life, which is possible because I have friends who have only seen one penis in their life, and that's cool. But if you've only seen one penis in your life, I have a friend who married her husband. It was the first penis she saw. Um, and she didn't have boys, though. But if she saw another penis, she probably wouldn't have a lot of familiarity with what a normal penis would look like. So, um, yeah, if you don't know because you've never seen anything else, you would maybe think that it's normal to have your uh, urethral opening at the top of your penis and having epispadias as something that's like, oh, yeah, that's normal. Or if everybody else in your family has it, you might not know that something else is possible. So... In cases where the bladder is involved, um, if, it, if it's actually going back, say, into the kidneys or the bladder, uh, they would actually have to create a new pathway for urine to pass normally and help preserve the possibility of fertility, which, you know, may not be the number one problem. When you have um, when you have nephropathy um, and you've got the urine flowing back into your kidneys, I think I'm pretty sure your number one concern is to get that urine out of your body. So... Um, yeah, they would probably do, there's different techniques they would use in order to get that functioning better. And, um, you know, if your penis is small and you've got that opening in a strange area and you'd like to get that changed, go ask your doctor because, you know, it might not be too late for you. So very, very interesting. And, uh, Wow, okay, so I'm so uh, so backwards on time right now. And what we can do is we can head to break, and I will get back on track with my time and my breaks uh, when we come back from this break. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yanich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Amelia Yelenich, and tonight our topic is weird, wacky, wild willies. What makes them wacky? What makes them wonderful? Well, we're talking about that, and it's been a pretty fun conversation. I don't know if you guys noticed, and if you were listening to the ads, you might have heard an ad for something called Live Your Magic with Megan Salito, and she is coming to Toronto, Ontario. She's actually going to be several places in the world, um, so you can check out her website. And she's also got a show on this station uh, called uh, Love Live That. You'd think I would know this because I advertise it Love Life and All Things Weird. I think that's what it's called, <laughs> with her partner, Suzanne Stauffer. And uh, so, yeah, check them out, and you'll hear about their live, uh, about Megan's Live Your Magic classes that are coming, and it's a great, I'm so excited for this class. It's like less than $400 Canadian for two and a half days of um, amazing stepping up, stepping into your magic. It's going to be the last year she has it for this price. Um, because we're aware that it's worth way more than that, and so is she, and she's willing to ask for more, and we are like, hell yeah. So if you'd like it, if you'd like it at this amazing um, price, we are so excited to be having her in Toronto. Um, How many fun and amazing people would love to come play with us and her and have the facilitation of that class. I'm so so excited um, for this, and what will this create for the world? So back to penises. Those penises, they just keep popping into my mind. So what else can I say about them? Well, there's a lot, actually. And there's a lot more anomalies that actually go on with penises that makes them weird. 
make them strange, make them unusual, make them scary. So phimosis and paraphimosis. Phimosis is a condition that makes it difficult to retract the foreskin of the penis. Yep. So I've actually heard of this before. I just didn't know there was a name for it. Um, and and it's where this foreskin gets really tight. So um, in infants, it can often be resolved. And if it doesn't resolve by the time the boy is, um, you know, an adolescent, he's getting erections and it's getting uncomfortable and the foreskin's not retracting. It's really uncomfortable. It can be quite painful, I would think. Um, I don't have a penis in this lifetime, but if I tap into the energy of that, it's like, ow. So, if boys cannot retract their foreskin by the time they're adolescents, they may need treatment. And treatments might include applying steroid creams, um, which is pretty much their first go-to. And if that's not successful, circumcision is on its way. And I don't know about you, but I've actually heard of people keeping the skin of the foreskin. Who is that that told me that? Anyway, I have a friend that actually kept her child's foreskin. Um, and she plans on, like, showing it off at his wedding or something. I have the strangest, coolest friends. And, um, and like, if I was an adult and I had my foreskin removed or an adolescent, I'd think, you know what, I might just keep that. I might actually keep it put it on like a spindle, dry it up to like a ring size, six and a half, which is like the average kind of ring size. Give it to my future wife. Here's my foreskin, darling. Wear it. You know, maybe I would even like dip it in gold. So it'd be like my foreskin in gold as a ring, right? I know. Who doesn't want that? That was a total sidetrack. So excited for that thought. Penis, foreskin, ring covered in gold and stuff. All right. Well, the symptoms of paraphimosis include the inability to return foreskin to its normal position and difficulty with ejaculation and urination. If you have difficulty with ejaculation and urination, you might also have a little bit of problems masturbation. Just saying. I think that would be my top, like, oh, my God, I can't pee and I can't masturbate. I'm going to the doctor. So also discoloration or bruising of the penis. Now, the bruising can occur for different reasons if you think about this, right? If if a person's having problems retracting the foreskin, they're having problems with masturbation or urination and they're, they're kind of like having to adjust the penis more frequently or the foreskin's kind of like sticking and having a hard time moving, then you might get a little bruising from overactivity, over-touching uh, over and, and that kind of stuff. So... Uh, treatment options, of course, with circumcision and manipulating and lubricating the foreskin to its position. Sounds fun, right? So a small incision is made in the foreskin, sometimes also to reduce swelling and bulging. So that was phimosis and paraphimosis. Now what else is there? Oh, so many crazy wild things with penises. Priapism. And priapism is persistent erection. Oh my God, what a sad, sad day that would be. Oh, my God, he can have an erection for four or five hours. Now, I don't know if that's actually a problem or if that's like a gift. Girls and boys out there who love the penises being penetrated into them, um, let's vote. Is that a gift or is that like a, a deficit? I'm going for gift. Gift, four hours, um, and it's not relieved by orgasm. Damn it. So erections... That occur well, what else is possible? I'm willing to work with you boys who have priapism. Let's see what we can create. You have priapism and your erections last more than four hours. Give me a call. Well, what can we my husband is gonna be like, What the what? Honey, it's all in the name of consciousness and bodies 
and assisting people's bodies to have more ease. This is not about copulation, darling. This this is about assisting bodies. And yes, I'm willing to assist a body to relieve an you know an erection that's been going for four hours, whether I have to jump on that baby or suck it. I will do my job to assist them, um, along with manipulation of you know, myofascials and the penis. Okay, good. I'm glad if my husband's listening to that, he now knows what's going on. If my extended family is listening to this, OMG, let Mike know. <laughs> All right. So erections, that can be painful, right? And they can't always be relieved with sexual activity. It sounds sad. Sounds sad to me. So common causes can include medications, alcohol, drug abuse, especially cocaine and marijuana can get that uh get that erection going pretty hard. You know, even things like ecstasy can give you a pretty hardcore erection for hours. Spinal cord problems can also do that along with certain blood diseases. Priapism is actually a medical emergency. If you have an erection that has lasted more than four hours, you should seek treatment at an emergency room. That can be a little overwhelming to the body and your heart. But I'm just saying, if this happens frequently and you have have it relieved and you would like to change it, um, call me. Call me or call the emergency. Go to the emergency room. Either one is cool. Treatment usually involves draining blood from the penis, um, <clears throat> you know, because that's what the penis fills with to have an erection. So if you drain it, guess what's going to happen? That's my sound for going down, by the way. And this is my sound for going up. Down. Up. Now you guys know. Medications to help shrink blood vessels may also be used. Uh, rarely, they will actually do surgery um, to prevent damage to the penis. They don't want to do that. So, ah, penises, they're crazy. They're wild. They're awesome. Small penises, strange penises, twisted penises. And we still have one more issue to talk about with penises. Somehow I just got this crazy accent. It was, for a second, I became Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was just like, did you hear it? It was like a half a second of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, it does. I did write the potential heart issue. Did you get that after I said that or before? I didn't. I wasn't looking at the. Um, wasn't looking at the chat when we were talking about the heart issue. But yes, that would have to be relieved, and I'm willing to assist with that. Balanitis. What is balanitis? Well, it's the inflammation of the glands. That's the head of the penis. So, um, if that foreskin is inflamed, the condition is called balano. Postitis. Balanopostitis. Can you guys say that? Let's spell it, kids. B A L A N O P O S T H I T I S. That's your spelling for the day. Balanopostitis. There you go. Or the other version, balanitis. Excellent. Symptoms of balanitis include penile pain, swelling and itching, a rash of the penis, and a strong smelling discharge from the penis. Probably doesn't smell like your mom's special spaghetti sauce, guys. I'm just saying. Strong smelling doesn't probably smell like your favorite beer either. Might have a little, maybe a little edge of the beer smell, but probably not. So most common cause of balanitis is poor hygiene, boys. Poor hygiene. Pull back that foreskin. Wash that penis. We talked about this every week, I think. I talk about having strong penile hygiene. Girls, have some good vulva hygiene and wash that vulva. Get that rinsed off and washed off. Have a nice little soak in them. Okay, that was a side note, but 
you know, wash your, wash your, wash your parts, kids. Wash those parts that like to be washed. All right. So, uh, yes, there can also be a rash on the penis and a strong smelling discharge. We did mention that the rash has me kind of like, whew. So the most common cause of balanitis is poor hygiene. And so clean under the foreskin. You can get bacteria there. You can get sweat in there that creates more crap. Dead skin soles, of course, and debris. Debris. That's like schmegma. Schmegma can build up. So they just say debris. That's so proper and sweet. We're going to go with schmegma. And it can lead to inflammation. If an uncircumcised male has phimosis, that's where the foreskin um, is difficult to retract, it can, he cannot clean under the foreskin, right? So then he can end up with phimosis and balanitis. Holy, that sounds like dermatitis on its way. And yes, it can cause dermatitis and infection as well, like yeast infections or sexually transmitted diseases can also um, be happening there and also uh, can be the cause of it. So if the infection is the cause, like yeast infection, then you're going to need antibiotics, antifungals. You're going to need a spank. You're going to need some cleaning. You're going to need another spank. You're going to need to call me for a spank. And then you're going to need to clean it up and fix it up. And then circumcision might be your best option. I know. Where did those spanks come in? That is actually doctor recommended. Doctor's orders. Spanking is part of the treatment for balanitis, boys. That's Go to your local favorite friendly person who will spank you up, clean you up, and get you on your track. And maybe some antibacterials will help too. So we are going to head off to break. And when we come back, we're going to close this show up on weird, wacky, and wild penises. I know, it's so sad because it's such a fun topic and penises are so interesting even when they're weird. So let's head to break. And when we come back, more about penises. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O.
This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at melissayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Amelia Tzajelanich, and tonight I got a new title, Willy Whisperer. That's right. That I'm not just a body whisperer, because bodies would be the whole thing. No, we're we're going with Willy Whisperer for the heck of it, just for today. Um, and thank you, Nokisha. You're not limiting me. You're actually adding to my life, my living, and everything else. So thank you for that new title. I'll have that and so much more. And... It's uh, it's fun. You know, penises are interesting, right? So it is all about expansion, <laughs> exactly. And I wonder, how many guys out there that are listening, how many of you have judged the crap out of your penis? Like I said before, tricky to get crap out of your penis. Again, go to the doctor if you have that. But if uh, how many of you just judged and judged and judged your penis? Not good enough, uh, you know, not straight enough, not hard enough, not this enough, not that enough, not foreskin retractable enough, not, you know, smell good enough. Like, so what is it? What is it about your penis that you think is so weird? And ladies listening, you know, I've heard lots of women go, penises are weird looking. Really? Have you looked at your crotch lately? Like, crotches are different. They don't look like your eyes. The thing is, we see our faces all the time. We look in the mirror, we see other people's faces but we don't look at a penis all the time if we don't have one. We don't even look at our vulvas all the time because we kind of have to like do a contortion to, or use like a mirror to see them all the time. Why do they look weird? Because we don't look at them very often. Seriously, get over yourselves. Look at them more often. Become immune to the fact that you think they're weird and start to receive from these things that you think are so weird. Because really, um, anything that you've seen more than like a hundred times, and I'm probably seeing them more than a hundred times in a hundred different penises, I'm just saying, I get a lot of penis pics. I'm cool with that. And if you just have a desire to send me a penis pic, I'm cool with that, whatever. If it makes you happy, send them to me. Send me your masturbation videos. I'm cool with that, whatever. So... It would it would be fun to post some pics around there. You guys could see those pictures, and feel free. Um, what makes your penis so weird that it's actually not weird? Like, just look at it more, admire it, love it. Go, hey penis, how's it rocking? You know what's going on, buddy? Hey Willie, what's going on? Um, have a relationship with it because you've probably not really had a relationship with your penis. So you're probably wondering, like, you know, oh, and even guys, you know, if you've only ever really seen yours or a penis in porn and you're comparing yourself to a long dong silver who's like 12 inches long and you're like, but my penis is only six inches and I feel like a terribly awful, horrible man and I feel like my manhood is just not good enough. Well, seriously, you are in the average. And even if you're below average, hell, what magic can you have with with your penis, what magic can you have? You know, there is a class right there. What magic can you have with your penis? And and I wonder, okay, we're having that class too. What else is possible? And 
if you are looking at your penis and kind of going, oh, my God, it's only like three or four or five inches. Hey, even if you're three inches, you're the average in China. You know, if your penis is one inch and you got like a thick girth about it, you know, I, I knew a guy once and we called him Puck Dick because his penis was like a puck. Essentially, it was really really short and really thick and it looked essentially like a puck and every time he got drunk he would like get an erection and run around naked and we're all like whoa and he was just like the thrill of his lifetime to show off the smallest penis in the world which was funny because at the time I was living with slash dating a guy who had like a ten and a half inch penis who would just go oh my god I'm like why don't you run around take off your pants he's like yeah no (laughs) I'm like did you get the biggest penis here Show her off. Let's get some money for this. He didn't want to, although he did make money for it in high school, he said at some point, because girls just didn't believe it. So he was being slapped $20 here and there to show off his penis. What kind of money can you make with your penis? Too small, too big, too fat, too this, too angled. You know, I'd like to see an angled penis. You know, how many other people would like to? Maybe there's money in that. Maybe there's some receiving in that. Maybe there's some love in that. What would you like to get for? If you don't want the money, fine. I'll take the money on your behalf, and I will pimp you out so everybody can see your unusual penis. Small, big, angled, mangled, whatever. It's all good. So... (laughs) But my other friends want in on this and everybody wants to make some money on this too. Absolutely, you're all invited. We are creating a, a mangled penis dangle. The mangle of the dangle is what we'll call it. And there's going to be all kinds of interesting mangled penises uh, variety. It's going to be like a smorgasbord. And then we can look at them and go, okay, after we've seen 100 different penises, we'll be like, oh, penises aren't that weird after all. They all essentially look kind of the same. And I'm kind of like used to seeing that. This is as common as the nose on his face. There's his penis, there's his nose. No big deal. Um, can actually receive a lot more from them when you don't think they're freaking weird. So, penis palooza, Keisha Clark, you are on the money, girlfriend. Penis palooza it is. That's what we're doing. I love it. Freaking awesome. Can we start in Texas? We're coming down to see you. It's probably illegal in Texas. <laughs> we'll have to start in California because they love penises in California. Probably Denver is good too. So, so I am so uh, so so curious. If you do have a weird penis and want me to see it, I'm so in. Send it to me. Um, and and again, like I said, if you have that penis and need some myofascial work, you know where to find me. Ring me up. Find me on melitzajelenic.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-L-E-N-I-C.com. I want to see that penis. What can we create? Because that penis might actually have some stuff that can be changed in it. Um, there'll be a whole class. We'll just bring in all my friends. We'll work on your penis. That's going to be fun. Sound fun, girls? All right, cool. I want to thank all you guys for listening today. You guys are awesome. And tomorrow, uh, I won't be on the show, but you'll... I don't know what I was talking about, but tomorrow, maybe I am on. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, follow me on Facebook. If you want to hear some of my crazy, wacky videos, you can follow me by my name. You can add me as a friend. Um, send me a message to let me know you listen to my show so I'll add you back otherwise I'll be like what anyway have a great week and thank you again and we'll see you next week thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8pm Eastern Time 7pm Central 6pm Mountain and 5pm Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body